welcome everyone to Energy Works. This is soul burning earning. I was going to say yearning then. We're all yearning for that. So I thought this was a, an important topic to do, although it was a bit scary for me too, I have to say. But um, I thought it was an important one to do because I think most of us have this desire to work in um, a job or something in which we we feel passionate about or that we feel that it's really our thing that we want to do. And I think each of us have worked in many jobs that we've had to to make a living and to, you know, probably jobs that we've enjoyed, we might have even trained for and that we found interesting. But coming to the point, you know, where we want to do something that is actually meaningful to us. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't believe that they can, you know, they think that it's too hard and how can that be possible and how can I earn a living? And, you know, I'd say that anything that we do like that is probably not going to be the easiest thing, but it's it, it will be a worthwhile thing. So uh, I would like to cover a few points on this topic today. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to cover was why do you want to do this soul-burning thing, you know, because it has to be something that you really feel strongly about because, you know, the things that we're going to do, I guess you could see it as an opportunity. Now, often we think um, opportunity is opportunity is something that just drops in your lap and that will just happen without any effort on our, on our part. But I think this is not true. Opportunity, as my friend Lillian would say, she said it comes with a hard hat and a, you know, a pick and shovel. It's like we we're not opportunity doesn't isn't just something that's going to be easy and and you know fall off the back of a truck in our lap. So it's like having to decide why you want to do something, and you know the why is the driving factor. It has to be something that you, that is soul burning, something that you really desire. And not only the desiring and what you're doing as well, but the desire of what you want to accomplish with what you're doing and what you, you know, how the reward of what you're doing will look and feel and taste and, you know, how your life will be after you do this or in the process of doing this. Because it has to be kind of fun along the way as well as, as, uh, hard work. So I think that this why thing, I, I know I harp on it a lot, but I think the why is really important. And, you know, it, I know for myself that's what got me started in this whole journey. And if it wasn't for that why, I'd still be doing what I was doing before, which is fine. We're still helping people, but it was um, not to the same level of enjoyment to me. And, you know, helping people is fun to me anyway, no matter what. Um, some are easier to help than others, of course. And, um, you know, knowing, which brings me to the next point, is who do you want to help and who do you think it's your calling to help? Each of us have this person or, you know, a group of people that we feel that we relate to or we can help the most. And uh, we, you know, we want we want people to... Um, to feel that that we have their best interests in heart and that we know you know we know them we know what their needs are and you know we know in a way how we can help and you know uh it's like 
thinking about who your the best person is that you like to talk to and um, the person that you, you know, when you talk to them, you feel good, you feel energized, you feel happy. Um, you know, like for me, if I translate that as being when I'm a chiropractor, when I see that person's name in my appointment book, I'm like, oh, yay, so-and-so is coming today. Or there are some people in my book that I think, oh, so-and-so is coming today, and I know that, you know, I will work hard. It will still be rewarding, but it will be harder work and maybe not as enjoyable work. So I think this is important to know who it is that you love talking to so that when you're talking to these people that you love, that it is a pleasure to talk to them or it's a pleasure to help them. I think the next thing you want to know is how you're going to help them. I think you can't know how you're going to help someone until you know what it is that they need. So this is a really important thing to think about, you know, what what people need. So, for example, some people like creativity and they like to help children be creative or they might like to help adults be creative or maybe some people like to help people be organized or uh, decluttered or, you know, there are other things that we might like to, which would be being able to shine or being able to show who we really are to people. And um, so... That can be scary in itself because we, it depends on what your family was like and your situation was like. You know, sometimes when there was difficulty in the family, you know, like if the, the older one wants to shine and, and the others are not allowed to or they have to try and shine in a different manner. And of course, the third child is often left to being naughty because that's all that's left. But it, it can be that we've had experiences in the past too where the shining was um, the shining was difficult and um, it could be uh, involved being criticized or being mocked and um, you know not being supported or respected and so then it we have negative associations from the past with shining because of what happened so deciding what you're offering is really important and uh, I think that that uh, you, we often think, oh, you know, how could I help? But when you start thinking about, um, uh, you know, who you're talking to and how you could best help them, it becomes easier because you often can help them by having a presentation that's good, having um, a program perhaps that you're going to... Um, have them do or, um, you know, an online course or, you know, some way that you can, um, you know, help people to accomplish what they need to and knowing the steps to do that. Um, The other thing is, um, you know, when when are you going to commit and um, how is that commitment going to look? You know, often the fear will come up here when you're thinking about when you're going to commit because that's a hard thing to commit to. And uh, we also want to know, we kind of want to know, you know, how it's going to go before we put commitment in. But it's almost got to go the other way. You have to do the leap of faith and then see what happens. And, you know, it's it's going to be a work in progress. Some parts are going to be um, good and you'll love it and you'll keep it. And then other parts you think, well, that doesn't really work. I need to modify that a bit. And, you know, don't look at it as a mistake. Look at it as an opportunity to do things a little bit differently. So the when you will commit to is I think you have to have a date or, you know, have 
you kind of have to draw a line in the sand because if you don't draw a line in the sand, you keep putting it off and, oh, I haven't got this ready or I don't know that yet, it'll never happen. And I think that for many practitioners and for many energy workers, it's like, you know, oh, I don't have enough experience and, you know, uh, don't feel confident enough. But I think the confidence actually comes in the doing. The other thing I think that it's important to do too is I think it's important to, to think about how you will feel after you help people and even concentrate on how you would feel when, you know, when you've done a program and someone thanking you and saying, oh, you know, I really appreciate what you taught me. It was so good. You know, thank you very much. Uh, so... There's a guy that wrote a book, I'm sorry I can't think of his name now, but it was The Power of Your Unconscious Mind and he talked about that a lot. He talked about, uh, you know, if you were selling a house, imagining the people that you're selling the house to, um, saying, oh, you know, thank you, we love the house and, you know, the price was just right and, you know, being really grateful. And so if you can put that in your mind and imagining the your ideal client, um, you know, being grateful for what you've taught them and how you've supported them and, you know, the, how their life has changed from what you have um, shared with them. So I think that's a very important thing to visualize and to imagine for yourself. And the best time to do that is as you're going to sleep at night. So I just wanted to clear some energy around that. I think the the thing that I I want you to feel is that you are capable. So if I test I believe in myself, that doesn't hold very strong. I allow self-belief. All right, so there's some dad stuff here and dad's dad and some resentment. Um, resentment towards self. Um, I think this is about the difficulty, you know, how difficult difficult things can be and you know being resentful that it is so hard and you know sometimes I think we can feel ourselves that we are hard work and that we are you know it takes a lot of effort for us to get motivated or to do things or to accomplish but I think these are all part of the fears that you have to face when you want to you know do this um, job or have this offering that you really feel so strongly about. Okay, so now the chakras come up, chakra 8, which is about being grounded. The chakra 8 actually extends into the ground. All right, so sometimes this involves our, the inability for us to see how we impact others in the environment. And um, this is also about being involved and connected to the earth, so seeing what happens um, to the earth is, is oh, it's not my problem. Whereas if you could see the other side of that, whereas we're all connected, we're all here on planet Earth together, you know, uh, we need to uh, we need to work together. You know, the more that we do what we feel in our heart to help other people, the more that we lift the vibration of the planet and the more that everyone is, is helped to do their thing. So we do all need to be connected and concerned and working together. All right, and sometimes this can involve wanting to check out of life. I think I think each of us can go through times like that where we feel like it's too hard. I'm I'm not making a difference. You know, my effort's not received. Um, it's not worthy. I'm not worthy, and you know, we want to back out. But I think if we could see um, 
if we could see the effect that we had on other people, and even if you only affect one or two people that in turn make change, you are making huge change in, in the world. I think, you know, our failure to be able to see the impact of what we do is really important. And I know I struggle with that one too. I, you know, when I do the, the radio show, sometimes I, I'm thinking, oh, is anyone listening? Is this worthwhile? And, you know, when you hear back later, you know, someone says, oh, thank you. I felt like that was for me. Well, that makes it worthwhile to me to do it. And so you may not feel in the beginning that you have much clout or that you have many followers. But even if you make a difference to one person's life, that's that's a great thing. Also, this chakra can involve um, bumping into things and not being aware of, of our surroundings. It's almost like we're not present fully here on Earth and attached to the ground. All right, so what else is coming up here is I act in alignment with my values. And I think this is really important. If we uh, walk our talk, so to speak, and we feel really passionate about it and we, we live by example, uh, I think we, we send out this vibration of, you know, I'm for real, I, I'm going to be there, I am who I say I am. I think that's important. Okay, now also first chakra here too, which is, um, you know, again being connected to earth as well and also, you know, being connected to our tribe or knowing who our tribe is and how we belong. Now, uh, the chakra one is about your security, your safety, your survival, your tribe or belonging to your family. Um, it can also involve like your kidneys, your adrenals, um, feeling disconnected from your body. Some days we do want to escape our body, but I think it's really worthwhile to try and be into your body because if you're in your body and um, you, your body talks to you through your pains or your difficulties or where you feel things, it's a hard thing for me. I tend to be more in my head. So I, like I have to you know, practice to try and focus on what I feel in my body. And I think that's a good way to you know, check in with yourself how you feel. And just like you would check in with yourself how you feel and what's going on, same, you will check in with your business, you know, how it feels. Um, does it feel right or not feel right? If you're an energy worker, you want, might want to even check in on the vibration of your project. You know, how's it running? Is it, you know, 100% or is it 50 And to do some work on that. And, uh, you know, if you're not an energy worker, talk to an energy worker and get someone to help you and clear energy around that so that your business will run smoothly. And sometimes the blocks, when we do this work, sometimes the blocks are ours, sometimes they're our customers' blocks. And, you know, we're, we're, because energy is not limited to space and time, we can help clear things that will prevent people from coming to us. Right, I release my fears and replace them with faith. And I think this is really important. My bones are strong. And I, I think we have to see that as we do the thing that we feel is important, we may um, we may encounter some um, opposition and some difficulties, and um, you know I, I see it as a headwind. You know sometimes we have to uh, push our head uh, forward against the headwind, so to speak, and we need our bones to be strong. It's like you know we're pushing against gravity and we're pushing against you know the things that would oppose us. And um, we see opposition as a terrible thing and a hard thing, but it's actually what makes us grow. 
and it actually helps us to be more rooted in our purpose and what we feel is important to do. So even though the opposition is a difficult thing, it is also a good thing. And it's like gravity. Gravity helps our bones to be strong. Uh, we need the pull of the earth. You know, we want to go and fly, <laughs> but sometimes we need to be, you know, grounded back to earth to make these things happen. All right, so chakra three comes up next, which makes sense. This is about our power. Um, and chakra three is weakened by embarrassment. And I don't know why, but what pops in my head, when I, I got engaged quite young, I was 21 and I was still a student, and um, I can remember like being a little bit embarrassed to tell people, oh, I'm getting married. And not because I didn't love my husband or, you know, that I didn't want to. It was just like I felt very self-conscious about saying that. And I can remember even going to the store when we bought the engagement ring and feeling like a school kid and uh, feeling very uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, I, I think these, like, you know, having this soul-burning earning is going to be challenging. It's, it's going to be wonderful, but it's also it's challenging and it's... Um, it, we are going to feel a little bit strange. You know, we are pioneers, really. You know, not not many people necessarily do what we do or how we do it. And um, while, thank you for the hearts, while, you know, while we want to be safe and do things the way our parents do that, it, that will be soul-destroying. You know, not doing what's in your heart is really um, awful. And so it does take great courage because you, you are, you know, Digging a new road and um, you know doing things in a new way that haven't done be, been done before. Now other people may have done similar things, but no one will do it with with your gifts or with your uh, life experience, which makes it totally unique. So you know it doesn't matter if other people have done what you've done or similar. Yours will be different, and you will appear um, the best person to your own tribe and to the people that love you. And, you know, no matter how small or, you know, even if you don't feel what you're offering is great in the beginning, start. You know, it's the beginning. Okay, so gallbladder comes up here. Now, gallbladder can be about, you know, um, being annoyed at things, but it's also having the gall to try something into, you know, I'm going to do it. And I think that's also important to have that aspect, you know, of your third chakra working so that you feel that you have the energy and the drive to go and do what you want. All right. Also what's coming up here is thinking that change is unsafe. And it can feel unsafe because it's uncharted territory. But it also is going to bring excitement and joy. And yes, there will be some times that we don't know exactly what we're doing and we might, you know, find that there's plan A, B and C and, you know, we might try A first and that's not the best. B might be a bit better and C might be even better again. And it's okay, you know, there's lots of um, plans. doesn't matter how many plans you have and that they're altered along the way. All right, I'm worthy of love, kindness and respect regardless of what I've done. I think sometimes we punish ourselves if we've made mistakes in the past. You know, we might have had financial failings or health failings or, you know, failings within our family, which would be, you know, how I would have felt. And um, we then think that we're not worthy to go and do what we feel is in our heart. But I think the experiences that we have and, you know, what's happened are actually the things that will be the drivers and the learning things that will... Um, that will lead us to where we have to go. So, you know, I don't don't discount any of your life experiences as bad. 
I think, you know, you'll find that your clients will benefit from your life experience and, you know, what you have learned and what you can share with them to, um, you know, to show them, you know, the way to go and that it is possible and that, you know, even if you have made whatever mistake it is, that you still can have a life and you can still have a good life and that you don't need to hold yourself back, you know, no matter what mistake you've made. All right, I'm able to see past my weaknesses and allow them to become my strengths. And, uh, you know, sometimes our weaknesses can feel very derailing and, uh, you know, the derailments, as we talked about last week, are often necessary things to help us to have a little look at what we're thinking or doing or, you know, how we need to um, change how we see things. And so, uh, you know, these weaknesses are often of benefit because they help us to look differently at things. They help us to look at plan B or C, as we said, and, and other ways to get around things. And also they serve as um, sharing with others that, yes, I've had that weakness and I understand you. And also you will not be critical of people when you've had those weaknesses too because you understand them totally. And I think um, this is important and I, I cannot emphasize enough how much your life experience will be of value to those that you will lead. All right, now a little bit more here, um, generational stuff from Dad. All right, so a little bit of forgiveness needs to come in play here. Forgiveness for being cranky. And, you know, sometimes when things are a bit stressful and we've got a lot on and we're doubting ourselves, we can get cranky and we might, you know get cranky with other people because of how we're feeling inside and um, also offended so we can get offended by people around us not so much because of them but it's because of where the headspace that we're in because we're under the pump right now it's coming up for somebody in their neck there's something out in their neck C5 which is um, C5 relates to like sugar handling so in our family this is a big deal I think um, we've talked about this a little bit before, but I think it's worthy of mentioning here too. Uh, as I said, in our family, sugar handling is a big deal and uh, we we have um, diabetes and you know we always joke that we're a bit like um, Di- Diabetes Anonymous um, and I think, you know, it can be our go-to when we're stressed, you know, that we want to go and eat sugar. And, um, you know, a little square or two of dark chocolate is probably not going to kill you. Um, And I think, you know, learning to understand, you know, what we're feeling and how that's leading us towards our sugar addiction is important. And, you know, when we're not following our heart and we're not doing what we feel is important, our addictions do take precedence. And, you know, the addictions are the escape. There's a dopamine hit when we're not getting what we want because we're not getting the satisfaction out of our life because we're not following our heart. So, you know, that's when we do the shopping and buy things we don't need and, you know, people become obsessed by sex or by um, porn or by alcohol or smoking or, you know, whatever it is is your your addiction. And, and we all have them. I You know, there's very few people I know that have no addictions. There's some very strong people, but most people have addictions. And this is part of our mortal journey, you know, having a body that we need to overcome. And fear is part of these addictions that we can have too, you know, being addicted to um, adrenaline or being addicted to um, anxiety. You know, we're used to feeling anxiety and in the way the anxiety serves us because it 
it keeps us safe. But, you know, we have to come to a point where we ground ourselves again when we do feel safe. All right, a little bit seventh chakra. And I think this is a very vital here because it, I, I really believe that the gifts we have were given to us. Like we came here into mortality with these gifts. I think maybe we even had them before and we don't realise the effect that using our gifts will have on other people. I've got a friend that likes me playing the piano and I don't play it that wonderfully but she enjoys it and so it gives her pleasure. So, you know, I often don't consider what I do is, is helping people so much and, you know, the small things we do sometimes give other people joy. And so these are God-given gifts that we have and that we need to use them and it's part of this, um, you know, soul-burning earning is doing what you feel that you love. Right, now there's also scepticism here about spiritual things. And, you know, uh, we grow up, you know, with often people that are very hands-on, you know, farmers, you know, my dad was a TV repairman, you know, you had to, you know, you have to do and touch and be a concrete person. And yes, there is a side to that, but also too, if, if you don't use what you're given, the inspiration that you're given, you know, it's like chopping off one hand. So you can use both the logic and the, you know, the concrete things, but you can also use the intuition that you have to be guided and link things together that you wouldn't normally know that we could were together. Right, and we'll also pr plug in frankincense oil here too. Frankincense oil does connect you to the divine. I'm in harmony with the universe. Right, a little bit more stuff from the gene here. And Dad's mum. I make a difference. Right, a bit more stuff from Dad. Dad himself. Uh, feeling neglected. And sometimes when we're starting out this new project, we may not have as many customers or clients in the beginning and we can feel a little bit neglected but having that faith to carry on and you know pursue and you know keep thinking about who you're trying to help and how you can help them and how you can contact those people and being brave in, in talking to people about what you do all right so I make a difference is strong now and the other one I had was I believe in myself is strong. I allow I allow myself to believe in myself is strong. I allow myself to earn money. Doing what I do is strong. I'm worthy of the money. Others are happy to pay for my service. Now I have an equal exchange of energy. Okay, a little bit more gene. All right, and this can involve the aura and hook. So allowing people to latch on us onto us in an unhealthy way is not good. And this can be very tempting when you're starting to help people in the beginning. So learning to not devalue yourself and not undercharge or not charge the a good value is undervaluing what you're doing and undervaluing yourself, which doesn't benefit your clients either. On that note, I'll also um if you you know, if you feel like you're a little bit stuck and you're not quite certain which way to go, um, I offer a, a clarity call. It will be just like maybe 15, 20 minutes where we talk one-on-one -on -one and, you know, just get clear on what you want and, you know, how you want your life to look. And I, I, for these, really, they're life-changing, not because I'm saying I'm wonderful, but because I know I've had this experience myself and it is important for someone to talk with you and hold you to what you want and how you want your life to look because we often don't think about it. We try to stay out of pain. We go back into our addictions because we don't really want to think about how it could possibly be. 
So if you um, go to um, calendly.com forward slash Tanya Ormsby forward slash Clarity Call, you can book in a time and um, I'd love to chat with you. Anyway, I hope that you have a great day. I hope that you in, enjoy what you're doing and you know keep following your heart and trust that it will come to fruition and you know you're planting seeds all the time the seeds will begin to grow all right all the best see you